Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. A quick note about the foundation. We've started on our anxiety and depression uh, massive literature review. The goal here is to uncover as many possible treatments for anxiety and depression as possible. So um, eventually what we're we're building is an AI-assisted coach that has access to thousands of different peer-reviewed articles, books, lectures, et cetera, all condensed uh, and to help people that are suffering. So to find out more, go to findinggeniusfoundation.org. And today my guest is Daniel Aaron. Uh, he's a spiritual leader, a coach, father, a writer, and a yogi. And we're going to talk about uh, how he helps people to live a better life. So Daniel, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Richard. It's great to be here. I really uh, appreciate what you're doing and I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, thank you. Tell me a, a bit about your background. How did you get into doing what you do? Uh, sure. Let's, let's see. Hopefully this will be the, the briefest version ever. I, I grew up um, lower middle class uh, in America and uh, lived on the SAD diet, you know, the standard American diet, uh, both in terms of food and my beliefs in a family where there was a lot of pain and struggle and poverty consciousness. Um, and uh, I was quite uninterested in anything to do with spirituality. In fact, at that point, I didn't even distinguish it from religion. And then out of nowhere in uh, my mid-twenties, it was like God slapped me upside the head and said, hey, check it out. There's more to the world than you have been seeing so far. And uh, I wouldn't have even used the word God at that point, but um, it shook things up for me in a big way. Um, it basically wiped out my previous belief systems and gave me a taste and a vision for what's possible for for us humans. And from then on, I was obsessed with learning how to live up to that and, you know, somehow master. Well, what, what, what do you mean? What, 
What did your belief systems change to and why do you think it happened? Well, I guess, I mean, the main one was that I didn't believe that there was any power beyond myself. And um, even if I'd heard phrases like we're all connected, that just sounded like mumbo jumbo to me. So, you know, I went from not believing or at least highly doubting in anything beyond myself uh, to having an experiential knowing of, a, a, you know, call it what we will, the universe, a divine power that resides in everything. And, you know, and it, and it, it cast a lot of doubt for me on just what I had believed before in the path that I thought I was on and opened me up to just a whole new world of possibilities. So how did that change what you were doing and your habits and, you know, what your career was? Well, um, at that point in my life, I was, you know, I was just a kid in my 20s and I was just trying to get ahead and, and, and get by, really. And what changed for me was just the deep desire to understand what it means to be humid, to, to heal, to get beyond some of the issues that were there for my upbringing. Um, and as I, as I dove into my own healing process, if we call it that, then pretty soon it became natural uh, to share with other people. And people asked me, you know, what about this and what about that? And, and I just started uh, teaching and helping people. Okay, so when you said you started teaching people and helping them, what were some of the first modalities that you, it seems like you do a bunch of different things. So what were some of the first things that you did to help people? And then what was added later? Yeah, well, the first were um, physical modalities. I learned something of a therapeutic dance modality. Um, and that really led me into yoga. And for 20 something years, I was a yoga teacher and I led yoga teacher trainings raw chef trainings and leadership trainings. And, and really it was, um, that was a gateway for me because when I started teaching others how to lead yoga classes, what I realized is that, well, you know, it's, it's important to know parts of the body and be able to communicate well and instruct people. Um, what really matters though is who we are on the inside. I love that quotation. I think it's uh, Emerson who said, who you are speaks so loudly, nobody hears a word you say. So, you know, and that evolved. No, that's interesting. What what kind of physical manifestation did you see that supports that statement? Like any memories of strange things you've observed that, that supports that statement? Well, I guess my own experience is that, you know, regardless of what someone says, there is perception that's available as to what they're living and what their experience is. And, and to me, this is a really big, a big and important challenge in spiritual circles because there are a lot of, it, it's hard to measure spirituality, say, and there are a lot of people that speak certain buzzwords or keywords or repeat things they've heard from teachers, yet don't have the experiential understanding um, and when that happens, there is a, an, an, something doesn't add up in our experiences, an incongruence in them that we all feel. I just wanted to know how it came out in, in your teaching and your interaction with people, you know, when you've observed that. And if you observe it, what do you do to coax out of the person, you know, this cognitive dissonance or what's going on with them? Yeah, well, the, uh, I released a book recently called uh, The Art of Spiritual Leadership. And one of the 
basic premises in the book and you know for me in life and and certainly in my own uh, work with people is um, like Gandhi said you have to be the change you wish to see in the world um, so any kind of leadership any kind of working with other people a prerequisite for that is that we've done a certain amount of work ourselves or we've faced our shadow or had some experience of whatever it is we want to share with other people. So what does your teaching look like today? Do you do classes? Do you do like one-on-one coaching? How does it look? Thank you. Um, I do a a little bit of one-on-one coaching, but not so much. I I work in a group format with spiritual entrepreneurs. I have a program called the Six Figure Spiritual Entrepreneur Program. And that's really for the the people that have certain spiritual values or leanings and want their work or their uh, business to be reflective of that. Um, So I help those people, spiritual people, sometimes called woo-woo people, to really understand what their gifts are, what their genius is, as you might say, and and how they can monetize that and make the difference they want to make in the world while also being paid well to do it. So you're doing more of a, a coaching for people that run businesses or like what's the, the typical circumstance of someone that you work with? Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click Support Us today. Now back to the show. Yeah, it's it's very often um, people who are uh, speakers or authors, coaches, practitioners, uh, teachers, and it's most often the the folks that have big visions and big hearts, um, yet have tend not to be very good at the business or financial side of life. So I help them to really understand again what their genius is and how to bring it into the marketplace in a way that it really makes a big difference for the people they want to serve and makes makes their life easier as well so they can get out of the stress and feast or famine cycle that's so common for coaches. So what, um, I don't know, are there, are there any stories you have of people that you worked with that underwent a significant transformation that just made you feel happy or surprised you? Any good stories you have? Well, there are lots of those, and, and honestly, that's probably the the absolute best thing about the work I've been lucky enough to do for the last 30 years. Well, the first one that comes to mind is um, a woman named Nikki from New Zealand. Um, she joined a program of mine, I guess, a couple of years ago, and she uh, had done all kinds of training in kinesiology. Uh, and she'd use kinesiology herself to really heal herself and her family. And super passionate about it, yet she was really somewhat crippled with what I refer to as imposter syndrome, where she had all this passion, but somehow 
you know, and, and most everybody that I know suffers from <laughs> imposter syndrome at some point, but somehow didn't believe that she was the real deal or worthy of it or that she had the right to stand up and say, listen to me or let me help you. And, you know, she was she was a great student and client and she really did the work that that was on deck for us there. And she changed her belief systems about who she is. And, you know, she went from not having any clients to having a full roster and needing to increase her prices so that she could really make more of a change that she wanted to make in the world. Yeah, no, that's excellent. So what, uh, have you created any books or any, um, you know, coursework or anything? And do you have like prepackaged programs or when someone works with you, is it all new and fresh and kind of customized to them? Well, these days it's both of those things. Um, and certainly that's the, one of the great amazing things about online education is that, yeah, we can create a, a lesson or a teaching or a, even a whole course um, and have it available for students to learn and tap into at their own pace when they want. My experience is also that for most people, those kind of courses don't end up really moving the needle for people. The attrition rate is awful. So, I in in all of the programs that I offer it includes a an interactive live component so that we can actually learn how to apply what they're learning into their life because if it's just theoretical knowledge it's relatively worthless what really matters is the results that people get so what are some of the uh, the common problems or conditions people have when they come to you you mentioned imposter syndrome you know what are some of the others well, yeah, imposter syndrome is a big one. Um, other ones uh, very common amongst the spiritual people is they have um, incongruent beliefs. You know, there's a old belief that still affects a lot of people circulating out there that, well, if something is spiritual, it should be free, right? You know, and how are you doing with your vows of poverty? You know, that's some of the conditioning that we all have around spiritual stuff. So... If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You know, one of the things we need to do in the beginning is help people realize that if they're going to succeed in business, um, they have to find a way to make it sustainable. So a big part is often looking at how they price their services, what they charge, and how they measure the results that they get for people. Um, so that's a big one, the sort of packaging and pricing component. Almost every one I work with has that messed up a bit in the beginning. And then marketing is another huge one. Um, you know, for so many people I work with, even the word marketing sounds like a dirty word to them. Um, and so, you know, we, we help people to realize that, well, all marketing means is getting the word out about the good you can do, the, the help that you can provide in the world. It's a way of sorting out who are the people that resonate with you and that you can serve and who are the ones that are going to do better somewhere else um, so that you can find the people that you can help. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So what, I don't know, how do you feel like you've been changed over the years in doing this? You know, you kind of alluded to it before, but you know, you believe now in a higher power, but what, what else has changed within you and how has it impacted your life? Well, I'd say one of the one of the greatest gifts for me has been in 
being in the world a teacher practitioner coach of personal and spiritual development one of the byproducts of that is i am constantly immersed in personally and spiritually developing myself um so very often when i start working with a new client um in the beginning i don't know how we're going to get to the result they want um so it forces me to continually learn and grow and and i think that's and and i'm sure this is the case for you and part of why you do what you do is you're you're always learning and expanding and if we're going to help other people to do that then we have to be authentic models for it ourselves yeah no it makes sense well very good what's the best way for people to get in touch to find out more about your work and your coaching where can they go thank you the easiest way is my website spiritualentrepreneurenterprises.com uh, spiritualentrepreneurenterprises.com i know it's a mouthful but uh there's good spell checks that can get all those words well very good Again, thank you for coming on the podcast and for what you do. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. Um, great to be here, and thank you for inviting me and what you're doing. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.